You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can only say that it feels right. It feels right. It feels right. Yeah, I can only say that it feels right. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. This is a trade edition, Julian. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves have made a trade today. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, before we get in, we want to thank our good friends at DraftKings. Um, everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. It's college football season to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, take advantage of this limited, limited time. Now, um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets. When you place a $1 bet on any college football game, it seems too good to be true. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, we'll thank our other friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. Uh, they're in Bloomington, Little Canada. Go to their website, threestarsportscards.com. Um, they're all over social. They've been great. We'll get into their segment a little bit later. Now, for the trade of all trades. Kyle uh, made their big move. This is what we've been waiting for, Julian. And, and that's what, and Wolf's Twitter is very excited. And I went on Twitter expecting to find a bunch of my peers, uh, also thinking that this was kind of stupid, and everyone loves it. So I guess I'm going crazy. It's, uh, yeah, so the trade is uh, the Wolves traded Jarrett Culver and Wancho Hernan Gomez for Patrick Beverly, who was part of the Grizzlies. So, um, like, in a vacuum, you look, Jarrett Culver gets a fresh start with a new team. Um, Wancho Hernan Gomez, I think, was pretty disgruntled here, uh, even though it was just uh, a year after signing a three-year, $20 million deal. Um, and then Beverly comes in. He's 33 years old. Um, he's due 14.3 million this year. So if you're thinking about it that way, you think maybe the wolves have a, 
trade piece because he's an expiring contract, but they also had that trade piece with Ricky Rubio that they turned it into Torian Prince. So I don't know. Um, Julian, just like your initial thoughts on the move. My initial thoughts is like, I'm really torn because I, 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 you know, I've been on Twitter. I've been reading the tweets. I've been responding to some of the tweets. I have done some tweets. My, it's all about the tweets. It's really all about the tweets. My, yeah, my first thought was, I got to see these tweets. Um, I my initial reaction was that it was a bad trade, not because you're losing. It's well, that's the thing. Are the wolves better today than they were yesterday? Probably, yes. That's not the bad part of this deal. It just like really kind of threw into relief for me. Like this is the type of moves that the wolves are going to be able to make. And this is the type of player that you're going to be able to add. I also don't like Pat Beverly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. I thought he was like totally overboard in the playoffs. And I I just, okay. I'm, I'm struggling to collect my thoughts here on this, but, but here's, here's the thing. It's not, I understand that we say a lot of the time, like don't pay for your mistakes twice, you know, like sure. The Culver pick was a bust. Yep. Don't, but then don't like invest in him too much. Like if you realize that the bust cut your losses, move on, don't pay him like, you know, so in that sense, I think this approach is good. Yes, move Culver, move Hernan Gomez, who, Hernan Gomez, who is completely alienated from the, the team over the course of four months. Yeah. Um, you know, Culver, it's not going to happen here in Minnesota. And so I appreciate that recognition. Uh, will Pat Beverly make the Wolves marginally better? Yes, I think he can be a good player. Who are the wolves beating with this 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 team though? Like yeah, that's like, my question. Like, are you eking out? Are you exactly. eking out one point two wins because you got Patrick Beverly? Like, right. And, and, and like I, you brought up a good point, Julian. To me, like, just in text messages, like the last time the wolves went out and got like a hard nosed guy, Cat yeah. um, didn't exactly respond well. Yeah. No. I mean, this is this is this is uh, the idea that Pat Beverly is going to like turn Cat and Anthony Edwards into like really good defenders is just like not it's not how that works and we just like get ourselves psyched up about this idea of veteran leadership which is important you know but we had ricky rubio he was a good leader last year it didn't help at all so it's kind of like uh, this team does make more sense I, I i get the idea of moving culver i get the idea of moving Hernan Gomez. i think that's important i don't think beverly in terms of what he brings on the court is the worst fit like he can shoot he can definitely play defense he is intense, if you want to call it that. Some might say dirty. Um, I just don't know where this team is going. And I think if you're a Wolves fan and you're seeing Rosas and 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 Co. that have this attitude of we're like a Pat Beverly, uh, you know, we're a couple of minor acquisitions away from being in contention, you have to kind of ask yourself, like, what's the end game? Like, is the goal to, to make the play-in game? If that's the goal, then I think, yeah, the Wolves are probably going to accomplish that. Like, this team will probably be better next year. But I, I just don't I don't see the long-term... Again, like, I feel like with every Wolves move they make, it's like I say, oh, well, if this is, you know, a, a part of a bigger move, then it makes sense. Yeah. If it's not, you know, what are, what are we doing here? Well, and I think the thing is, I, I have like 10 different angles on this because you're right in a vacuum, the move makes sense. Um, you cut ties with Culver, who is a complete bust. And he was from the beginning, like co- watching Culver at a summer league practice when he started. And I liked Jarrett as a guy, yeah, like he was, he was super, great. super nice. Yeah. But in his first summer league practice, you're like, wow, this guy's very overwhelmed. And 
but it'll get better tomorrow. And then it'll get better tomorrow. And then he doesn't play in summer league, but he's still at practices and you're like, okay, it's still not getting better. It'll get better in preseason. And then it doesn't get better. And then it continues just to not get better and it gets worse. Um, and her, Hernan Gomez, whatever. I mean, like you, you, you sign him to a three or $20 million deal. You were able to get rid of him. Um, I don't yeah. think that's, I think that's fine. I mean, you look at Beverly though. And if he was this asset, right? Like the Grizzlies, were a playoff team last year. Yeah. Weren't like weren't they the eighth seed or they 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 snuck Play in? in. Yep. A pl- yeah. So like wh- they you don't think they want somebody like Patrick Beverly like on like to coming off the bat. I, right. I, I just think of it as like in the Clippers, and obviously they were able to get like Eric Bledsoe, but like Eric Bledsoe's been a laughing stock of like he has haven't been hasn't been able to fit on a, on a team at all. Um and it's like okay, so the Clippers didn't want didn't want them that the wolves a team like trying to get into that upper echelon of like can it's hard to say upper echelon it's like they're trying to get like the 10 c right like the playing game right and i guess if like that's the move that does it and you're right because you do get better so i, I get that angle from wolves fans like you don't want to pay for your sins twice but at the same time we talk about this with with rosas all the time and it's it's almost like there's this like obsession with him among timberwolves fans that he's He's just like this, this genius who knows everything. And they're like, well, would you rather have had him, you know, or the, you know, and then they're like, well, at least they traded up to get Culver. They took a chance and it's like, yeah, but they lost, right? right. Like they, they lost. And then you look again and you go, yeah, they didn't pay for their sins twice because they didn't keep Culver on the roster. But it's like, yeah, but then you just traded, you know, a number former number six pick two years ago. Right. And plus another player to get a 33 year old point guard who other teams that want to win don't want. Yeah. So it's like, right. I, I, I guess, like, in a weird way, like, yeah, congratulations to you. But it's like, I don't like. I mean, I think the Wolves front office desperately, desperately, desperately wants the Wolves to be competitive and intense. And I think that that is what we're seeing is like their number one goal is that people stop abusing the wolves on defense, you know? And I I am, you know, I'm with that. I agree. It's just, I, I also want to be sympathetic because you can't always make the big move. Yeah. You know, the big move isn't always there. And so you have to make the small moves, but the idea that this is like now somebody responded to me on Twitter being like, Oh, well, this also allows, us to get a big free agent next year. It's like, what free agent is going to come to the Timberwolves? Like, that's the problem. There's, there's this idea that the Wolves can compete like a big market team when, when you're a small market team, like the Wolves are, and they are, and they're because the Wolves, yeah. even though the Twin Cities is a big sports and media market, the Wolves are the fourth sports team in town, you know? And, and this is not a big market NBA team. We cannot expect to get free agents. And so like, when you see them, like, just pulling in these guys just to like try to be competitive. It's like, it just screams of Rosa's trying to keep his job. And I don't begrudge him for trying to keep his job. Like I'm trying to keep my job. Yeah. You're, you're trying to keep your job. But it, I, when you're saying that Wolves fans have this idea of Rosas as this mastermind, it's like, I just haven't seen it. I don't think the Wolves are that much better off than when he arrived. No, I think they're worse. Um, I would, I would argue that like, yep. You, you turn the, because you're, I mean, what's the difference between being like the 10th or 11th seed, which is what they're going to be, and you have Cat and Russell and Edwards, than having like Edwards and a bunch of picks and you're 15th? Right. Like, there's no difference. 
Like, and, and I think there's a myth too that's kind of being created right now around Jaden McDaniels. And I, I want him to be good. Um, but I think that kind of how the Wolves were better towards the end of last year and how McDaniels has played really well in summer league. So, I mean, I'll give him that. It seems like yeah. he's really improved and that's awesome for the Wolves. But I think there's this idea now that last year happened because of injuries. And we've said this a lot of times and, you know, maybe I, I would like to be wrong about this, I guess, you know, I would like the Wolves to actually just be good and have last year be a blip and be like, Oh, yeah. actually this team was good. It was just, you know, we didn't have Malik Beasley cat was hurt for long periods of time. And I don't want to like negate that. Cause that's really, really important. Those are things that happened. Yeah. But f- winning 15 games or like having a good 15 game stretch towards the end of last season is, is just uh, and it's been there before sample size compared to all of the rest of the evidence. And, and when you think of those wins came at maybe costing you a top three pick, like, yeah. And again, if all of these incidents were like isolated, like, exactly. Oh my gosh, the, the wolves got, they took Culver. Okay. That's a miss. Okay. Like the wolves, it, it, it's like all these moves were like, we're afraid to judge Rosas on like, what like the D'Angelo Russell move? It's like we we can't be critical because yep we got rid of Wiggins and like hey the pick was only the seventh pick, um it wasn't a big deal but it's like okay then what like what has D'Angelo Russell done like I I, I get well, so would you rather have you know like like just pretend that Rosas hasn't made any of these moves you know like would you yeah. rather have Dario Cam Johnson and Wiggins than, and 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 let's and say you still get the number one pick and you get Edwards and and that, that's another thing everybody's like like here let's just read this tweet uh somebody goes uh he's made where, where, where did they say he's ma- he's more than made up for it by getting ant who was the first overall pick and was the consensus number one pick okay uh um Balmero, who has not played yet so <laughs> yeah. like he's, but he's already made up for his sins because he's got, and then uh, Jaden McDaniels, who you just talked about is like a nice player, but like, we're, we're not quite sure, but it's like that k- kind of mindset. And I I feel bad saying this, but like, it's either Timberwolves fans are like so incredibly positive that it's like to their detriment, or it's like, I just don't think half of them actually know what is going on. Like, right. I feel like I like, and, and I mean that in the nicest way. Cause like Timberwolves Twitter is a great place, but like when I see takes like this, I'm like, have you not been a fan of a team that's like lost every year, but one year in, for the last 20 some year, like I'm confused, like where, ha- and I'm a Timberwolves fan too, but like, where has this like success been that we've been looking for? And all of the years and years and years of just relentless negativity from the Tim, from the Timberwolves fans, you know, which you know, merited, um, this is what's pulling you out of it. Yeah. You know, like I, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Like it's really awesome that there are people that are this passionate and this optimistic because they will show up to games and they will cheer. And that is awesome. That's and good. That That's, will help the right. team. But, and I don't want, I'm really not trying to like burst anyone's bubble here. And I, again, like, I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see it. I just, I just don't know where the, I just don't know what's happening here. I, I, I don't see the path. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, like, yeah, in look, the the trade is the trade, and it is what it is. Yeah, the trade is fine. It's but more like, of what it I, of I, what it means. Yeah, for me, it's like the r- response and like the the like deflection and the like. Well, we better like we got to defend our guy Rosas, and it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if he's done anything for you. So, um, well, 
I guess we'll see. If the wolves, if the wolves are like a top four seed in the West, uh, then I guess we'll lead our words. But I just want to look like, you know, I, I don't want to keep rubbing this this point in, but um, I just want to look at the Western Conference right now. Okay, are the Wolves going to be better than the Jazz? No. Are the Wolves no. going to be better than the Suns? No. Are the Wolves going to be better than the Nuggets? No. no. Are they going to be better than the Clippers? No. So that's four teams. Are they going to be better than the Mavs? No. Maybe. I mean, probably not. Luca. Yeah, probably not. No. Are they going to be better than the Blazers? Could be if there's Maybe, no Lillard. Depending on what happens with Lillard. But if Lillard's still there and, you know, if we're, hey, listen, if we're applying the principle of wolves are healthy, let's say the, you know, the Blazers have Nurk and Norm and CJ for the whole year. Yeah. Then in that case, no. Yeah. Um, better than the Lakers. I would like to say yes, but <laughs> given how much I hate the Lakers offseason, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, Grizzlies? Maybe. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. So maybe better than the Grizzlies. So that would, and then the Warriors? No. no. So that would put the Wolves at the nine seed then. And that's if you say they're going to be better than the Spurs, which I think they definitely will be. I think there's an argument to be made that they were going to be better than the Pelicans. I don't know what's going on down in New Orleans. They'll be yeah. better than the Kings. They'll be better than the Thunder. They'll be better than the Rockets. So, yeah, I guess mission accomplished. That's, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I like again, like we like, and even if the Wolves are like the the, the number ten or eleven seed next year and they lose the play, and it's still like okay, like. I don't know. We're, like, there's value in making the play-in. Yes. There's value in being a competitive franchise. I just want to know what the next step is. And I want to know that Gerson and team are not just doing this so that they can make the plan and keep their jobs for another year. Well, and again, and like from a, like a wolf standpoint and from like a media standpoint, it's like, at what point is like the, the accountability of it's like, the, the, the storyline is like, well, the Wolves got, they were able to get rid of Culver and, and get rid of Hernan Gomez. Yeah. Oh my, and they got a backup point guard. It's like, wait, no, no, no. I think another way to look at this is they had to get rid of their number six picks. He was so bad that he couldn't play. And a year after signing what they thought was their starting power forward to a three or $20 million deal, he was so disgruntled in Minnesota that like literally all they got was a backup point guard that nobody really likes or nobody really wants. It's like, okay, yeah. con congratulations. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into, um, actually, do I want to read tweets? No, not really. What are we at? 16 minutes, 17 minutes. Um, let's get into um, the three-star sports card card. Well, before that, actually, I think it's if they do keep Beverly, let's look just like, because, yeah. I mean, let's, let, if we're going to talk about the negatives of the deal, I think we have to talk about yeah. the positives and it's you're right. Beverly is a proven. Okay. Shooter. Um, he will improve their defense. 38% from the three point line. He's not like a guy who's creating his own shot, but he's like guy you stick in the corner and whatever. Um, a good defender. And he's gives something the team does not have. And yep. it's an on ball defender that will hound you. Um, it, you know, you wonder what it means for somebody like Jordan McLaughlin who, Seems like he's probably not coming back. Yeah, I mean, it, like, unless this is part of a bigger move, and then you look at like the 76ers, and somebody's like, "Well, they got Patrick Beverly because the 76ers would want a ball handler." It's like, 
the fucking 76ers don't want Patrick. Like, yeah, they want, they, they, like, it's not like, okay, well, you got Patrick Beverly. Here's Ben Simmons. Like, they no, wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do like a CJ McCollum. Yeah. For Simmons. They're not going to do a Pat Beverly. For like, unless, unless you're giving up, like, if you're giving up Malik Beasley, uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, Patrick Beverly, and like four first round picks, maybe, but um, I still don't think so. Um, so he, he is giving you, like, he's a guy that can do stuff. Um, and uh, he adds a strength to what is like Russell's weakness. And yep. um, like even, you know, like Rubio coming off the bench and they started together, but like Rubio is a solid defender, but he's not like the Patrick Beverly type defender. So um, I guess he brings toughness, but again, like he'll, he'll bring something to the team, you know? And again, like, yeah, the wolves are better now, but you know, this feels like a move you make when you're closer. And I feel like we've said that about every single move the wolves have made. Um so I guess let's hope that they're actually closer. I agree. Um, let's go to the three-star sports card car corner. Um, I think like if you're a collector and like a good, I mean, I, you know, for anybody, I, I think when you look at a move, there's going to be some some sort of move movement on cards um, for every trade. And mm-hmm. for this one, it's a tough one because it's not Patrick Beverly and it's not Juancho Hernan Gomez because nobody really cares about those guys because – we they're at the point in their career where we already know who they are. Now, Culvert is interesting because he was the number six two years ago. He was a guy that in the Timberwolves defense was like a consensus top ten guy. Um, so like people thought he was going to be good. Um, he wasn't um, obviously, but he's getting a, maybe a chance in Memphis to get playing time and resurrect his career around younger guys and what seems like probably a better culture. Um, Right now, his Prism Base PSA 10 is going for the last sold price was $16.17, which is probably like $10 less than that person paid to get the card graded. Um, so, like I'm just saying, if you're looking for an opportunity, I guess, and you think Culver might turn things around in Memphis, I, you know, like it's a pretty low uh, risk. The Jarrett, the Jarrett Culver goat guy on Twitter should probably buy this card. Yeah. Yeah, let's Julian. Let's read some more of these tweets. I, these tweets are just really funny to me. Um, uh, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> um, let's keep going. Um, what's the? Oh no, this guy actually rips on Rosas, which I appreciate. Um, exactly. This is a game of risk. No one is Nostradamus which I don't even know if Nostradamus was Nostradamus, but uh, just like the Spurs turned into nobodies, turned literally nobodies in the draft to stars and championships, they took chances, just like Rosas did. It's the complete body of work. So, um, Well, yeah. I mean, I mean if, if sure. Jim McDaniels turns into Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan, then, yeah. then full also credit the, to Rosas. We also, will give Rosas credit also, when this happens. The Spurs had David Robinson, and then they, <laughs> they intentionally tanked to get Tim Duncan. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. I want to be clear. If if some of these late guys that Rosas, if Bomaro is like the second coming of, you know, Kevin Durant, then I'll give Rosas credit. I'm not, I'm not above it. You know, I just don't want to. I feel like we're, we just don't want to give him credit too early. Uh, some guy goes, "Yep, Cam Johnson at 11 or Cam Reddish would have been really nice." Yep, I agree. Uh, this guy goes, "I give Rosas credit for knowing when to cut his losses. Lots of GMs stick with their guys way too long." That is true. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Um, also, people are like, way too long. It's been two years. Um, so, I mean, it hasn't been that long. But 
uh, yeah, maybe it's better. Uh, someone goes, it's been a miss for two years with Culver. Not doubling down on the mistake is a huge win. Plus it makes the team better. I don't think that not doubling down makes it a huge win. I disagree yeah, with yeah, that. Exactly. Like it, it, you don't win. You just don't lose as much as you, you don't lose more. Yeah. Like you you, stop, it's like stopping the bleeding. It's exactly. Like it's walking growing. away from the blackjack table after you've lost 10 grand. Exactly. Like, congratulations. Yep. You didn't lose 11. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, Someone else goes, yeah, but it was already a miss. Moving out of the miss into a valuable piece without giving up draft picks is a huge save. Sure. I don't I argue how much valuable that pick is or how that, that player was. Um making mistakes is part of drafting. No one bats a thousand. The fact that Rosas was able to admit his own mistake and flipped failed good players for a veteran role player is a win. Okay. Don't forget that we snagged Noel in the second and signed Nash. Yep. All those things happen. True. NBA draft pick. This is, might be the one I disagree with um, the most. NBA draft kicks picks outside the top two or three are so hit and miss every year. It's not really a massive miss to miss on Culver, and that's where I disagree because you traded up with the intention of taking yeah. Darius Garland, who was not there, and then you took Culver, a player that you had not worked out when players like Brandon Miles White Bridges. or yeah Brandon Clark, Miles um, Bridge, like. That or was just no, a, not Miles Bridges. Was Bridges in there, or was it no? AJ he was in. Tucker? He was. He AJ was in Tucker. the. He was in the class uh, prior. Um, AJ Tucker, Cam Reddish, um, a bunch of guys were like Tyler Harrow, like a bunch of those Cam guys Johnson. were. <laughs> yeah, were like available. So the miss is like it, it's in three different parts. It's not that you missed on your pick. It's that you traded up, and the guy that you wanted, you misjudged it, and was that guy was not there. Then the third part is you took the worst guy over all the guys you probably could have taken. So um, yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't mean to be so negative. I just like, I'm super surprised with how much positivity is coming out of this move when it's like, yeah, but sure. Like, can we not reflect on the fact that we lost I mean, that pick? And the question is, and like the bigger, deeper question here is like, do the wolves need another star if they're going to be seriously competitive? And I understand how you could look at it and say, no, you know, you have, especially if you're buying into the Anthony Edwards hype, which I got to say, I am. I, I really like Edwards. I think he's going to be really good. But like, do you think Edwards, D'Lo, and Cat can make a real playoff run as the top three players? If you do, this is a good trade. If you do not, I mean, I think we just did the whole podcast about that. Yeah, and I really that think was... it's that simple. Yep, I agree. And like maybe we'll look back and we're recording on Thursday and Patrick Beverly's not on the team and right, it was yeah. part of a bigger move and this <laughs> is all for not. And like hope, I mean, like honestly, hopefully, like I, yeah. I don't know, because I, don't, I, I can't actually imagine that, um, that, uh, that Beverly wants to play in Minnesota. I also just like really, I will say that like my personal feelings about Pat Beverly are definitely clouding this. Just because yeah. I really don't like how he plays. And I, I thought he played like extremely dirty in the playoffs and tried to hurt a lot of the Suns players. And I just like, that was uncomfortable to watch. And I don't think that that's like, the, I don't think that's what the Wolves need. You know, I don't think the Wolves need somebody to come and like try to undercut guys and like punch them. You know, I just, I don't think that. I don't that's, know if any, I don't know if any team. Needs I don't know. And I, I just like, don't think that's how you get tougher. I think that that's kind of this certain like toughness. There's, there's mental toughness and being able to like continue to play through tough times. And that Beverly doesn't do that. You know, he, he lost his, he like loses it. And it's just like, not, I just like, 
I'm kind of just like uncomfortable with that becoming a part of the wolf's identity. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll wake up in the morning and love the trade, but I doubt it. I agree. Um, all right, man. I think that's, um, I think that's it. Um, you rock. You too, um, Go Pat Beverly. And uh, <laughs> um, we'll talk later this week. Peace. All right. Later, man.